For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Before I get started on today's Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of a dairy block. If you like wine, and you enjoy, basically if you enjoy anything about wine, and if you enjoy a family-owned vineyard from Sonoma County, California, or even if you like the taste of uh, the Western Slope uh, in Colorado, uh, Blanchard is the place for you. But more than that, as I've been telling you on the late, on many of these reads, is that Blanchard is more about going in and not only having great wine, but having a tremendous atmosphere. The atmosphere at Blanchard is is one of my favorites. Um, it's in the beautiful dairy block. So if you're out one night, say if you're at Milk Market, Fogo de Chao, any of those places where in lower downtown and you just want to have a nightcap, Find yourself over to the dairy block, go right to the middle, and go to Blanchard, and it's you'll have a great time, Spe- specifically if you want to sit with friends. I've even gone by myself. It's been a fantastic time. If you want a red, Riesling. Uh, Riesling comes from the uh, uh, Western Slope wine that they have a partnership uh, with. They have uh, a Pinot, obviously, from, you know, they do have vineyard in Sonoma County. Uh, but even if you don't like wine, they like you have you know wine cocktails, you know things, everything for everybody. Even have a great selection of meats and cheeses uh, for just a pleasant night out with friends. And I said once again, let me reiterate: great atmosphere with great service staff that will make you feel completely comfortable uh, just sitting down and enjoying a night out with friends. Uh, they are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, a couple things, uh, just like some housekeeping here. Uh, there was, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I do have a brand and my brand is old and I've, as several people rightfully, rightfully pointed out to me, uh, yesterday as I was bitching about the Lakers being in town, um, some of my rants on Twitter about, uh, the Lakers and all this stuff, uh, does really come across as old, um, <laughs> So I maybe I should curb that a little, even though I do have a brand. I am the oldest, soon-to-be 42-year-old on the planet. So, look, I understand. And many of you who listen to this podcast uh, probably listen to it because you expect this. And nay, you probably even want to hear my old man rants. So I get it. Thank you all for indulging me through uh, nine years of this. I appreciate it very much. Um, Part two is uh, we're going to be having, I'm probably going to be bringing on about four additional sponsors, so there will be more ad reads uh, on the podcast. Obviously, you are free to skip them if you want, but I suggest that everyone 
pay attention to these things. They are people who have, are will be supporting this uh, podcast. Um, I'll be frank with you. We at CSG never really sought out um, ad sponsorships uh, in really actively. We had the Chop House uh, years ago, and uh, maybe again, but years ago, and we just... Um, you know, we just never really went out and actively shopped ourselves. Uh, I think uh, me as personally, I am too much of a Gen Xer and I hate self-promotion. I hate, you know, I've always recoiled from it, but something that you have to do. And um, I've kind of leaned into it recently and it's really benefiting us and it will benefit you. Uh, I will be having some giveaways. I'll be doing much more. Uh, There's some companies that are that are coming aboard that are really close to my heart uh, from friends of mine and others that are, are really major restaurants and players here in town that I think you will enjoy. So those will be coming up as long as you uh, can uh, put up with the ad reads, which I'm sure all my listeners can. Um, I appreciate it. Plus, we're going to be adding two different kinds of podcasts there will be a podcast coming up called uh, Anything But Basketball featuring various media members uh, out here talking about anything but basketball. Um, we're not going to be, I mean, I'm not going to be talking about, this isn't a get-to-know-you thing. This is a, let's take a subject that's not basketball and talk about it. And I think you'll enjoy it. You'll get to know these media members uh, on a different level than you do now. You'll get to know their thoughts about other things in a safe forum where there's no judgment, and I think you'll enjoy hearing that. Plus, I'll be starting with a, a an old friend. I'll be starting a movie podcast, um, and I think you will all enjoy that. It'll be a series, and we'll see how that goes, but I think you guys will really enjoy that. And specifically, if you enjoyed my uh, uh, the CSG specials about my horror movies back in October, which was a big hit. It was a really big hit, and I appreciate you all um, tuning into those. It was something that I wanted to do on a kind of a LARP, and it, it really paid off, and I'm really looking forward to branching out in this. This will be, that'll be kind of a separate podcast. It'll be not a CSG, but it'll be on the network, so look forward to that. All right, so the Nuggets head into the break at uh, 38 and 17. Uh, last night they lost in a tough game to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers at home. Uh, a series of, of busted plays. At the, yes, the officiating was bad, but a series of busted plays at the end really doomed the Nuggets. A, a lot of it was frustrated Jokic. Some of it was Jamal Murray kind of doing his thing, not really a part of things. I mean, look, there's several times Avery Bradley was on Nicole Jokic, and I, I just... Don't know why he didn't get the ball. But regardless, uh, the Nuggets uh, enter the break, still second in the West. And uh, not really in terrible position. Uh, they, they'll be fine. They'll play the Lakers one more time. It has to tie the season series. Um, they, it'll, be an interesting, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season unfolds. And actually, I'm not going to rehash the Lakers game because I, I kind of think those games are weird under their own, and you're not going to get really a determination of regular season games um, played as to how they affect the playoffs. Um, I think that they just, the Nuggets could very easily go into Los Angeles the next time they play and beat the Lakers. That's just the nature of these two teams. Um, 
I'm not necessarily worried about that. However, I will want to talk about something heading into this break, and I really do think that this is something that's on everyone, everyone's mind. Really, we need the Nuggets need to determine who they are. Um, I am. I have it on very good authority that the Nuggets did actually pursue some trades that didn't work out. Um, bigger ones, bigger trades, and that's as far as I'll go. But they were bigger. And they were they were swing for the fences moves, um, and they didn't work for whatever reason. Um, so they ended up with what I would call a compromise, and we've discussed this trade, the two trades the Nuggets made on the last CSG. Um, they were compromise, and the reason they were compromise is because the Nuggets couldn't go into the rest of this season with the contracts of Malik Beasley and Wancho and Gomez kind of hanging over them, particularly Malik Beasley, much more so than Wancho. Um, and they did the best they could to put them in a better situation and then, you know, try to mitigate the end-of-bench damage that it was going to do. Last night you saw Noah Vonley, you saw Keita Bates-Diop, um, you saw McCray, all of them, Jordan McCray, you saw all of them contribute and actually... The Nuggets' second unit did better than the first unit for large stretches of the game. So, you know, in that sense, it's kind of worked. Obviously, the Nuggets are missing MPJ, Plumlee, and Barton. Um, that probably affected the tone and tenor of the game as well. But the, 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 the players the Nuggets got have contributed. Unfortunately for them, they probably won't be in part of the playoff rotation. Um, it's just... The Nuggets rotation is what it is. As we go into the rest of this season, though, the Nuggets have to decide who they are. Um, and this is going to affect the off offseason. Uh, if there is one thing I will take away from this Lakers game is that the Nuggets need one more star. Now, that could potentially be Michael Porter Jr. But they need to decide if they are going to need that piece. And I think everyone realizes, and you didn't need the Lakers game to understand this, that the Nuggets are kind of a piece away from becoming a true contender. Now, how the Nuggets obtain that piece is going to be difficult. Nuggets need to decide if they want to part with some pieces that are near and dear to them. And I'm not saying anything out of school here. That's just the facts. And the Nuggets will be heading into the playoffs and then again the offseason probably knowing that they need to add something. And what they do to add that is going to be their next big thing. I think the next, you know, however many games after the All-Star break the Nuggets go into, um, they're going to have to they're going to have to kind of coalesce behind a theme. The Nuggets, one thing you did see against the Lakers was they were scattershot, um, and it wasn't necessarily because of anything the Lakers were doing. I tended to believe, and this is something that I was afraid of after Jamal's good streak, is that they kind of retreated back to the way they were at the beginning of the year with the offense being kind of disjointed. Um, sometimes, and this is necessarily not necessarily a fault of Jamal, but Jamal does tend to freelance. And 
uh, sometimes it just kind of destroys the offense. Plus, you have a Gary Harris who uh, is going through the biggest struggle that, that he has had since his rookie year, maybe even halfway through his second year. It's just, it's bad. And um, then you have an offense that includes Torrey Craig, who's not a scorer. And this team is just not being able to score a way that they can. And uh, Michael Mullen's solution normally is to defend your way out of a shooting slump, which is counterintuitive to everything I know. But sometimes that works. Sometimes that you can defend up someone and get some easy, easy buckets uh, that is not sustainable against the likes of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, so this is where the Nuggets need to decide who they are and what they're going to be. And and the point I'm making is they're going to have to understand that they can't continuity their way into a championship. The NBA does not work that way. And I think they know it. <clears throat> I think the Nuggets are very fully aware that they cannot do that. Um, I think this Nuggets team is a Western Conference Finals team. I will maintain that. I think they actually are better than the Clippers. I think the Clippers know that they have a weakness with Nikola Jokic. I think they're fully aware aware of that. Um, I think that other teams in the West, now that uh, Clint Capella, say Houston, for example, Clint Capella's not there. He was largely the big reason that the Rockets were... Um, had such had such success against the Nuggets. Uh, he is now not there. Um, there's no one else that really stands out as huge threats. I think this Nuggets team is and should be a Western Conference Finals team. But I think most people understand that this team is not a Finals team. And to get where they need to go, they need to shake things up. And I think... The rest of the season, and going into next season, the Nuggets need to decide who the guys they want are wanting to are want to go all out to keep, and who are the ones that they need to swing the fences for. Because let's face it, folks, free agency isn't a well. First of all, this next uh, free agency period is not particularly great, and. Free agency has never been kind to the Nuggets, generally, outside of Paul Millsap and Kenyon Martin uh, and Antonio McDyess. There really isn't um, notable free agent signings for the Nuggets. Um, it is not a place where you get those guys. The Nuggets need to do it via trades and drafting. And, you know, they do have a late first coming from the Rockets. But, honestly, they need to identify someone and trade for them. And who that person is, I don't know. I do not know. And maybe my intrepid listeners can identify someone. I mean, Bradley Beal would be interesting. Uh, he would be a hard get. I'm sure Washington would want the moon. But, you know, sometimes you got to give the moon to, to get the moon. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you have to give the moon to get the moon. Whatever. It made sense to me. Um it's, you know, it is that is where they are. Um, you have a Nuggets team that is very good, but not yet great. And my worry is that they will try to continuity themselves and convince themselves that 
everything will get them over the hump. Um, I don't think Drew Holiday was necessarily that piece. Um, it just didn't strike me as logical to give up the moon for Drew Holiday. There are players who are worth that. But Holiday isn't necessarily that guy. Um, and I'm certain it would have taken that to pry him from New Orleans. I mean, David Griffin's got a guy everyone wants. You ask for everything. Um, and there's probably a very good reason why he wasn't traded. <laughs> it's because that's what they wanted. Well, if you're that kind of person, if you're that kind of guy, that's what you want. I mean, look at um, the attempted trade slash extension for Danilo Gallinari. Um, I have no doubt that Gallo on the Miami Heat would have vaulted them into a very good place in the East. Um, it wasn't able to work out as far as I'm understood because Gallo was very unhappy with the contract extension that the Heat wanted him to be on. And I don't blame him. And he'll be a free agent this next year, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, we're not talking about the cream of the crop and free agency right now. Nuggets need to trade for someone. And I think we're all of that realization. Um, Michael Porter Jr. has been out for several games now because of uh, what the Nuggets say is an ankle. And uh, is that a is he is his emergence going to be that extra piece? I don't know. It's to me, it's hard to depend on a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old. Um, you're. If you if your all your eggs are in that basket, what does it mean? Now I'm saying this on a 38 and 17 team, they are just fine, and like I said, they'll make the Western Conference Finals. But I think the overall point is the Nuggets need to identify who they are right now. They need to identify um, where they the, what their needs are and who they want to be. I think they need to take the end of the season and into the playoffs to identify those weaknesses and identify exactly, exactly who they want to be. Because if they, as they say that they want to be big players, now's the time. Now is the time to identify that and understand where you are. And I think the Nuggets front office is hard at work. And I think actually they have the same kind of mentality I do. You know, I'm just guessing here. But I think they have the same mentality I do. Get out there and understand your weaknesses Understand that the next rest of this year, yes, you want to compete. Yes, you want to win a title this year. But understand that maybe if you're off, you're going to need to adjust this roster. And, yeah, the Nuggets saved six, right around $6 million with the contract with the traded players they brought in, who I am not convinced will be long-term pieces of this team. Um, I could be wrong. But, you know, Noah Vonley came out and, was okay in his first appearance. Uh, McRae has been okay. And Keita Bates-Diop has been okay. There's nothing wrong with any of these people. But do they put you over the hump? That's the question the Nuggets need to answer. All right, well, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, I will be talking to you. I'm trying to do this every other day. But if there's major news breaking, I will do an emergency podcast. But... Just kind of expect an every other day thing, plus 
once every two weeks a know your history that's kind of how i'm going to keep this until we start sprinkling in the new additions of the podcast so thank you all for joining me on the latest morecast i'll be talking to you soon goodbye